Hey guys, welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Uh, my name is Jonah Fair. I'm recording this from Macomb, Michigan, specifically Chesterfield, Michigan, Macomb County, Michigan, um, about 23 miles uh, north of Detroit. And uh, if this is your first time being a part of this, welcome. And it truly is an honor that you are here. There's a couple of things I want to talk about in today's episode. Um, two things. One thing is Jesus, and the second thing is broken systems. One of the things I want to kind of lay out before I say anything in this week's episode um, is something that I can never say enough, but I don't have all the answers. Um, I am a little kid trying to figure this out just like you are and just like we all are. And so I'm not coming to you from a um, high and mighty place. My heart is not to add to the noise. And there's sometimes even doing this podcast where I even start to question myself and I start to you know, question myself and, and, and start to ask the Lord, you know, Lord, am I adding to the noise? I don't want to add to the noise. You know, I don't want to just say something because I feel about pressure that I need to say something. Like the world doesn't need my commentary. It really doesn't. The, the world needs you, Lord. This is what Peter says in 1 Peter 4.10. He says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. And everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So again, my heart is not to add to the noise. If I can be bold enough to say that our God can fix this broken mess, but we have a responsibility to allow the Lord to use us in a way that will either continue broken systems or to start to implement healthy systems. That yes, I'm talking about Jesus, but I'm also talking about the broken systems because when you talk about Jesus, you can't ignore broken systems, or at least we shouldn't. But for so long, I feel like a lot of us have, including myself in many different ways. And so that's really what we're talking about today is just the reality of, okay, when we, when we know more about Jesus, that changes how we treat one another. That changes the laws. That, che- that changes systems. When we know more about Jesus and we come to him on his terms and we know his word and we reflect him, then that changes systems. And that should help us have an eyes to be able to see broken systems for what they are. My best friend Taylor, he just bought a 4K TV. Taylor is not going to go back to the unclear picture that he once was so used to and okay with. Why? Because he's seen something greater. And so my heart in all of this is to say, look, there is something greater than all of this of how we've treated one another, how we so often ignore one another, and, and even the arrogances and ignorances within my heart. There is something so much more. There's a bigger picture. There's a healthy system of how we can live the life that God has given us. But then there's also broken systems. So if we know healthy system. If we know Jesus, then we can be able to identify and to stand saying, no, no more of these broken systems. We will not tolerate these broken systems, but we will gather together and we will reflect your heart, Jesus, and we will not reflect the heart of the enemy. So here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Lord, I pray right now for those that are feeling broken, overwhelmed, confused, Lord, I pray for those right now that are scared to use the giftings that you've given them because they don't know how effective it can be. 
Lord, I pray for those that are, are, are using what you've given them for destruction as well, Lord. I pray for those that are using what you've given for destruction, for them to have a change of heart, Lord, for there to be empathy and compassion and brokenness and humility, and that what, what will lead to a change, God. Lord, help us die to ourselves. Lord, it's not about me. It's not about us. But Lord, help us look towards you so that we can love one another as you've loved us. And for us to listen to one another as you listen to us. Even right now, you are listening to us. You care. You are concerned. And so, Lord, as we talk about you and as we talk about broken systems, Lord, will you please give us your heart? Lord, we don't want to have the heart of our enemy. We don't have the, want to have the heart of Satan, Lord. We want to have the heart of you in order to overcome this darkness. And Lord, may these shadows prove the sunshine. So Lord, right now, those that are feeling lost and feeling just overwhelmed, Lord, use this for your glory. I can't, I can't, I can't redeem this, God. I can't. I wish I could. I can't redeem what's broken, God. But you can we need you. We're nothing without you. It's in your name we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. 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 The month of June is such a very, 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 very special month to me. The month of June uh, 2011 was when I finally broke and I got on my knees and I just said, Lord, humble me. I am done. I'm a sinner. I am prideful. I am arrogant. I, I, I'm, I'm rebellious towards you by my nature. I'm dead in my sins, as Romans 3.23 says, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so June 2011 is such a special time to me because I remember exactly where I was at in my room, 1980 Mount Tabor Church Road, South Carolina, and I was on my knees. I got down and I just said, Lord, if you could do something with my life, you can have it. You can have it. This month of June is very special to me because of Jesus and as I've been thinking about what's been going on in our country when it comes to the, the broken systems and injustice and racism and, and prejudice and, and all these things that have been bubbling up to the surface of saying, okay, enough is enough. We have to do better. There has to be a higher standard, not only as just people, but especially as followers of Christ. We have to do better. We have to raise the bar. We have to love our brothers and sisters without that racism, without the prejudice, without all of the all the walls that we put up in order so that we as people don't feel uncomfortable. We have to do better. And with all of that rising up, I was just thinking about the reality as we talk about broken systems. And again, as I talk about a system, a system is a set of values, desires, and purposes that each and every person, business, everything under the sun has a system. And I was just thinking about the reality that June 2011, my broken system of who I was as a man, as a 17-year-old man, young boy, whatever you want to call me, that that broken system was exchanged for, for the heart of God. The Bible says that when we come to Jesus and we ask him to be Lord of our life, when we surrender and we humble ourselves before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, what happens is that we are born again. When we call out to Jesus and we accept his gift of salvation that he paid for on the cross, then we receive salvation. We see we receive freedom and we we are born again. But not only that, but he puts a deposit within us to guarantee that we are his. And that deposit is the Holy Spirit. 
The same spirit that was in Jesus that rose him from the dead is in you if you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. And that's powerful. The Bible says that it's the Holy Spirit that leads us, for one, to repentance, but that the Spirit also renews us day by day and day. The Spirit also prays on behalf of us to, to our Creator, Savior, Sustainer. And that's that's something that blows my mind as well. So literally, we have an advocate that is constantly just interceding on behalf of you and, and for me to the Father with words and groans that we can't even fathom. You, you know those times, especially in what we're going through as a nation, you know those times where you feel so overwhelmed, you don't know what to say? Think about this. When you don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit is saying exactly what needs to be said to our Father. We have a interse- intercessory priest, God himself in us, interceding on us 24-7 with words and groans that we can't even fathom. There was a time earlier in my life um, when I was in a relationship with a woman and we were engaged to be married. And I learned so much through that process. Even though the engagement did not pan out, even though um, we we did not get married, um, there was so much that the Lord used in that relationship to humble me and also to teach me of bigger pictures, um, of, of a bigger picture than, than my own thoughts or my own perspective. And there's this one day specifically that I remember that stands out to me that, that, that I learned so much from. We were at my apartment and we were talking and we got in an argument and she was trying to tell me as, as, as calmly as she could, she tried to tell me, Jonah, I feel like this. I feel this way towards you or I, t- I feel this way towards uh, what you said. And I remember that in that moment, I followed it up with, well, you should not feel this way. You should not feel this way. And so I proceeded. I don't know how long I, I, I did it. I can't remember specifics of that, but I remember it was a long time. I just kept telling her I was defensive and I was telling her, no, you shouldn't feel this way. And this is why you shouldn't feel this way. And I was giving her X, Y, and Z of, of what I did that, you know, makes it, you know, validates my behavior, validates my um, words or whatever it is. But then I remember her just looking at me. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting by the window and she was right in front of me. And I think she even got on her knees just to plead with me. And I was sitting down and she just says, Jonah, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Don't be defensive. I'm trying to tell you how I'm feeling. And what I failed to see in that moment, but what the Lord shone a light on was the reality that she was telling me how she was feeling, but I did I cared less about how she was feeling, and I cared more about defending how I felt that she should feel. So I completely was stepping over her and stepping on her, indirectly and directly, just because I felt like how I felt trumped how she felt. And that's something that stands out to me in this whole dialogue that we are having as a nation right now and, and just all of the chaos that is going on when it, when it comes to injustice and prejudice and racism and, and just even our, our, our just infor- law enforcement system as a whole. And again, that's not to say that every police officer is, is bad or as people call them, pigs, which no, 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 no. Like I told my students, how many people have had a bad teacher? All the hands went up. Is all teachers bad? No. My own dad is a teacher. <laughs> Literally, my dad is a teacher. 
And my dad loves his students. He loved, I was one of his students. My dad loves his students. And I know that the, that my fellow students love my dad. Because why? Because he truly respected them. He treated them. He treated them the way that they deserve to be treated. Why? Because they're human. And another thing that stands up to my mind, I heard this. Um, somebody was giving their thoughts on everything that was going on. And and um, and he was black. And he was saying that the whole idea of just having compassion and listening to one another. He said, look, if my wife comes to me and she says, hey, um, baby, do you love me? If she comes to him and says, you know, baby, do you love me? And, and he says, you know, what if I return back to her and say, well, baby, I love everybody. Baby, I love everybody. The point he was making was saying that, no, in that moment, she's not asking, do you love everybody? She's saying, do you love me? And right now we have a nation that is saying, does black lives matter? Do we matter? And my heart and my prayer is that I will not trump over that and say, well, yeah, black lives matter, but all lives matter. No, 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 that's not, that's not how we should respond. All that to say is that there is blind spots that each and every one of us has as people. And there's a passage in scripture that I feel like talks about this, this reality that we each have blind spots. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11 to 13. And this is what Paul says. He says this, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned like a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Paul's saying that each and every one of us have blind spots. We have like a fog over our perspectives, over the way our belief systems, over the way that we speak. We have a veil covering up how things truly are, how God truly sees things. And Paul's saying, look, I know, I recognize that I have blind spots, but there will be a day where the Lord will take away those blind spots when I'm standing face to face with him. And Paul is saying, look, I want to live not only just saying that, look, I, I recognize my blind spots, but I want to live and point out my own blind spots because I want to do better. I want to be a better reflection of my God. And even though I recognize that I won't be a perfect reflection of my God here and now, but I recognize that I can do better. And so I want to play this video from Caleb McCoy. This comes off of his album, The Oak Season 3. And the name of the song is Blind Spots. And my hope and prayer, and I showed this to, to my youth group, then I get a pastor, but my hope and prayer is that as you maybe watch, if you're watching this on YouTube, as you watch this or as you listen to this, that you put your walls down and you invite the Lord, whether or not you are a follower of Christ or you are not, but that you just have a moment of reflection and saying, okay, Help me see my own blind spots because I want to do better. I want to do better. I want to do better. So here, this is Kayla McCoy, and the name of the song is Blind Spots.
Nobody wants to strike out, but it's batter up. Well, everybody trying to get their status up. The pressures of the world, it's like we have to front. I was stunting too in Cali up in that caddy truck. But the big corporations probably cracking up. Cause vanity is so expensive, you could add it up. See, dudes will spend their rent money at the club and girls will drop racks on plastic jugs and a fatter butt. I see Patron still pouring Never been out the country, but you wanna ride foreign And though you no longer on the block every morning I can see your mind state never made it off the corner I say try to focus on what's important Learn to state your claim and credit the sources Learn to separate the truth from a falsehood Don't just let life take its course, go take some courses uh, I know it's hard to stay focused When post-traumatic stress symptoms surface any moment Make it past 25 is what I was hoping Hard to let it go like frozen I don't want to build a snowman I'm from where selling drugs is a rite of passage We pack house parties like forget a fire hazard People out here dying and we just dying laughing Disregarding feelings even though that stuff kind of matters uh. You see I'm just barely crawling out Too many blunts, too many girls for me to talk about Too many bad moves for me to write a song about My heart was cold and stiff I was hoping someone could thaw me out it's crazy out here, you'll have to pardon us Speeding down the highway to hell on a party bus True, the evil in humanities and all of us Affects us to the core, but in my hood, it's more obvious Beloved black man, who distorted your vision? Is it them images you see on television? Is it your homies either dead or in prison? Got you thinking God's kingdom is a white man's religion? My dear white man, who distorted your vision? I could understand why you so defensive But it's never personal when I talk about racism The sin of oppression left us all victims See, I believe the king came for us Killed by his own people, then rose again as the Lord But all that spiritual talk is just sounding like some noise When there's no water in Flint and no jobs in Detroit See, who was Jesus to my people up the street? McDonald's, KFC, Burger King, we gotta eat there ain't no Whole Foods, but the liquor store is full And my favorite song says it goes perfectly with some weed See, how we supposed to understand God's promise When they throw the Bible at us, but don't talk about our problems Get rich or die trying, that was everybody's mantra Give a poor man money, but don't teach him economics So when they tell him crime pays, it's like, why not? And after you make that first stack, it's like, why stop? I know it may lead to a cell or a pine box But how's a blind person supposed to watch their own blind spots? My dear Democrat, who distorted your vision? I feel your vibe, I can see you protesting But sometimes it don't match with the way that I see you living So I wonder if it's real or if it's just for the election My dear conservative, who distorted your vision? I know you love God and say you claim Christian But you never even mention the corrupt social system So we don't need your theology, we just want you to listen See blind spots, everybody has them Some of us don't know the four walls that we've been trapped in Don't wanna know God, we just wanna rely on the pastor As a result, we confuse passion with compassion Like I understand tragedy and abortion But some parts of the world a child should never be born in I believe in God's word, but how we gonna enforce it When everybody's vision is distorted, man My dear brother man, who distorted your vision? You don't even know how to ask for what you're missing Poor examples of manhood set you up from the beginning Now you've grown and it's affecting the way you're treating our women My dear sister say, who distorted your vision? Don't forget, you were made in God's image The more we lose sight, the more we just keep sinning It's too late to say that we was just kidding Listen, so will you walk alongside me while I'm on this road And put me on to the things that I may not have known? 
Will you come alongside me while I'm in this life Or will you stand aside and judge when I don't seem to get it right This world is dark and it gets colder than the winter's night But when I share in someone else's story then it gives me life I wanna bring a different light I think about my homies from the block who've never had a boss that's black or a friend that's white uh. I just wanna open our eyes The more I look around, the more I realize we're blind I'm out my comfort zone like, how ignorant was I? Whoever said what you don't know can't hurt you, that's a lie That's a lie. So this that's for anyone lie. that's felt like the victim For the men, women, and children trying to figure out this system What we call foolishness, God may just call wisdom So may he grant his 2020 vision to our blind spots Blind spots, blind spots For now we shall see only a poor reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Won't that be wonderful? Almost every time that I listen or watch that 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 song or that video, it always brings me to tears. And even last night as I was listening to that song and I was watching so much stuff, just tears were hitting my pillow because I was just thinking about just how this stuff really matters. This stuff matters. This is not just a petty conversation that we are having. This is not just petty tension. This is real tension. And there are real problems that needs to be addressed in order for us to heal as people and also as a nation and as a globe. That there's consequences to our actions and when we have years and years of blind spots and we constantly say, no, there's not a blind spot here, there's going to be a boiling point. I always say this all the time, but there's always a boiling point. In everything, there's a boiling point. Even in illness, right now with me having COVID, there is going to be a moment where I hit the peak of this, of this virus and I start to heal. There's always a boiling point, but sometimes when there's that boiling point, it is very intense and it is very difficult, but it's, it has to happen in order for there to be a healing and a conversation that takes place. One of my good pastor friends, he he called me, he said he heard something the other day. He heard he heard a black woman um, sharing um, just, uh, just from her perspective of everything that's going on. She said, you know what? Even though I don't condone violence, fighting, you know, violence, she said, you know what, the, 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 the crude reality is, is that sometimes people won't listen unless a cop car is burned. And even though, like, that's so sad to say, but there's a truth there. Sometimes people just won't listen unless there's something that wakes us up. That's the whole idea of this color and chaos is that there's things that that the Lord allows us to go through in order to wake us up to a bigger picture to awaken us to the reality that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer, and that we are not the captains of our ship, and that we desperately need our creator, savior, and sustainer because we are broken apart from him, and that we will constantly try to fill the void of our hearts with all this stuff, but this stuff will always leave us, will always leave us dry. But until we come to the Lord on his terms and seek his will and way for our life, then we will never be fulfilled. And so that's even the whole premise is color and chaos. But stemming off that, I want to talk about two things stemming off this whole idea of blind spots and now as we transition to broken systems. So broken systems. And, and, and my heart is, 
is that we don't just focus on the one broken system of, of, of even law enforcement and justice. Not just that system. I want to think about all the systems, the systems of the world, the systems of the world. Again, bigger picture. Let's think of this as a bigger picture of everything that's going on right now. It's not just about racial relations. It's, about, it's even about just the sanctity of life that we're also talking about right now. Even talking about worth and value beyond external uh, just, you know, looks or appearances or our race or ethnicity. We're talking about the system as a whole. And so there's two things I want to highlight, the heart of Jesus and also the heart of the enemy. So the heart of Jesus, the main passage that stands out to me is John 17, verse 22 to 23. And again, no matter how hurt you've been by followers of Jesus or Christians, no matter how hurt you have, my, I just beg us to look at Jesus in his word. Just not what people say about Jesus, but what his own words are. And this is what he says in, in John 17, 22 to 23. He says this, I have given them, that includes you and me, the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. That's John 17, 22 to 23. The, the thing that stands out to me about the heart of our God is unity. He's saying, Lord, I pray that you make them people, humans, one as we are one so that the world will no longer doubt that I came to save and seek those that were lost. Another thing that stands out to me of, of the heart of Jesus is John 10, verse 9, and also 10, 10, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But John 10, 9, this is what it says. Jesus says this, yes, I am the gate. Those who come through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. He's using a term from shepherding. That as a shepherd during this time would sleep at the gate of the, the, the pen in order if any enemy has to come into the pen, that it has to first go through the shepherd and the shepherd be able to wake up and fight it off. And so Jesus is saying, look, my heart is that you will come to me, come to me so that you can have a reconciled relationship with our creator, savior, sustainer. Why? Because he is the creator, savior, and sustainer. He is the I am. He is the word of God. John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So that's the heart of our God for unity and also for us to be saved from our brokenness and the broken systems of our selfish desires. So that is the heart of our God. We have to remember that. In order to identify if a system is broken, we have to say, okay, does this line up with the heart of my creator, savior, sustainer? And then the next thing that we also need to know, it's not just enough to know about the heart of our God. We also have to know the heart of our enemy in order for us to no longer fall a trapped to the schemes of our enemy. And so if, if Jesus, if the heart of Jesus is unity, what is the heart of the enemy? This is John 10, 10. In John 10, 10, Jesus says this, the thief's purpose is to still kill and destroy. 
My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And then he goes on to John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. The hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. So what's the heart of our enemy? The heart of our enemy is to steal, kill, and destroy. And also the heart of the enemy is the greed and the power. That the heart of our enemy is not true compassion. Why? Because he doesn't care about the sheep. The heart of our enemy, our enemy doesn't care about you. All he cares about is you subscribing and me subscribing to broken systems in order for us to stay under his control. Again, that's all that broken systems come down to. Broken systems exist to keep you and me subscribing to the broken system. And so as we go off of that, we say, okay, the heart of Jesus is unity. The heart of the enemy is to still kill and destroy. First Peter 5, 8 says one more thing about the heart of the enemy. And this is something that I don't want to gloss over. This is first Peter 5, 8. This is what it says. Peter says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. And so again, still kill and destroy and also isolate. Isolate and devour. That is the heart of our enemy. And so again, there is systems at work here. And so I want to transition right here. I prepared this little this little PowerPoint uh, for you. If you're watching, you can say this. If not, I'm going to read it. But every system breaks down to five different things that I'm, I, I just want to highlight with this. Five things. The first thing is media, and we'll talk about that. The second is news slash narrative. Every system has media that it pumps out. It has a news or a narrative that it pumps out. It has causes, third, causes, uh, you know, different problems that we all unite under in order to give this aroma of, you know, that we have a commonality. But in reality, it's not just a commonality, but it's just for the system to appear as if it is good. And again, there's good systems, bad systems. And then also the fourth thing is people of power. So a system has media. It has a narrative, it has causes, it has people of power. It has people of power and then also has laws. So we're briefly going to talk about this. And as we talk about this, the, the whole purpose of us talking about this today is to say, Lord, show me your heart and show me the heart of the enemy. Lord, I don't want to reflect the heart of the enemy. I want to reflect your heart in any system that I subscribe to. So for first thing, media. If you're looking right now, then you see media. Media is this, pills of consumable reflections that support the system it stems from, but is wrapped around entertainment. Pills of consumable reflections that support the system it stems from. Now I say pills uh, very specifically, and there's a reason why I say pills. Um, media is for, wrapped around this whole idea of entertainment. Entertainment. What is entertainment? The, the, the simple definition is to engage or keep the attention of an individual. It appeals to our desires and interests. And if you subscribe to their media, then you are indirectly or directly telling the system that I like the media that you are giving. Now, the problem stems from is when we support broken systems by clicking on, by listening to, and watching broken systems and the media of that, then we tell 
the people in that system that this is stuff that we like. So for instance, in that song that we just listened to, Caleb McCoy, he said, look, get rich or die trying. That was everybody's mantra. And what he's referring to is 50 Cent's album, Get Rich or Die Trying. That when that album came out, it wasn't just something for entertainment. Oh, wow, yeah, I like this song. I like this beat or whatever. But there is a pill of consumable reflections of a system that it stems from. There is somebody in a record company that said, you know what, I like this and this can sell. And when people bought that, then it told the, the, the corporations, this is what we want to still pump out. And all I'm saying, I'm not saying anything in judgment of 50 Cent or anything like that. But what I am saying is that we have to think big picture, guys. Does that reflect a, a, a system that is, that, is, that is broken or a system that is whole? What I do know is that you had tons of, of people groups watching this, imitating the broken system, and then you have the corporations just come constantly just pumping out the broken system. Why? Because it sells. The heart of Jesus is unity, wholeness, life, fulfillment. And the heart of the enemy is to still kill, destroy, and isolate. So media. The second is news, narrative. It's convenient truths that help ensure longevity of the system it steps from. So we have to be careful. Everything that we listen to news-wise, okay, what is the system that is reflecting? Is it truly reporting what is happening in a way to make us be able to be informed? Or is it is it giving a commentary trying to indirectly shape how you view things in order to fit the system that that news stems from? I think a lot about times in my life where I subscribed to a news agency and everything it said, I took it as it was gospel truth. But at the end of the day, as followers of Christ, our system should not be the convenient truths, but we should, in, in fact, despise convenient truths. Why? Because it's not about what's convenient, but it's about what is real. And Lord, I need to know your word in order for me to know what is true and honorable and noble and trustworthy. Philippians 4. I want to be able to not just give convenient truths, but I want to stand for justice. I want to cry out when there's reform that has to happen, no matter what type of reform it is. I have to have a humble heart. Lord, give me a humble heart to listen. Even if somebody that subscribes to a different agenda or system or whatever that they are speaking, instead of me being defensive, I want to be able to listen and learn in order for there to be a dialogue that leads to change. And there's media, news narrative. The third thing is causes. Again, causes is this. Problems that unite others around a commonality that support the system it stems from. Every agency, every political party, everything has causes. Things that it says, okay, these are good things. And, you know, why don't you gather around us and do this good thing? And as you do this, think highly of us as you do so. But isn't it interesting how we have people that do have influence and power and, and finances and there are major problems in this world and instead of addressing the major problems of us uniting, remember the heart of Jesus, uniting, uniting, Father make them one as we are one so that the world may believe, uniting around true problems and, and, and issues. Instead of uniting, no, it's more about businesses caring more about their image. So what can we do in order for our image, our system to appear as if it's good, but in reality, we're only doing this for PR. 
that, and again, I don't know the hearts of businesses. I don't know the hearts of corporations. I don't know your heart and, and you don't know my heart, but we as people, may our heart not just be, okay, I'm gonna get around a cause to make me look good, but I'm gonna get around a cause, why? Because my God cares. My God cares about this cause. And, 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 and we look at his word and we say, Lord, what, what are the causes in your word that you tell us that we should be broken over and that we should devote our life? One of the first causes, the primary causes that we should care about is the needs of people, but also their eternal salvation. We should care, especially as followers of Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Media, news, causes. The fourth is people of power. We as people have to be able to identify, okay, is there people of power that is reflecting broken systems? And if so, then there needs to be something to change. But we have to have people of power that reflect good systems, not broken systems. People of power, this is what I say with that. People that garner attention and hold power and influence that ensures the longevity of the system that supports and backs them. Now, I know one of the elephants in the room is politics, right? You have politics. You, In order for you to have a power in politics, to have a voice in politics, you have to have money. You have to have support. And what do we see? We see a broken system at play here on this planet that, okay, I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. But we have to have a heart to cry out and say, no, 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 no more broken systems by the people in power. And again, again, we are all hypocrites. We all need Jesus desperately. So not everybody of people of power is going to do it right. But may there at least be a conversation and accountability in order for the people of power to constantly be just saying, okay, okay, I don't want to reflect the broken system. And, and again, Lord, show me my blind spots so that I don't directly and indirectly reflect a broken system. But I want to reflect the system that reflects your heart, Jesus. And the last thing is laws. System of rules that reflects the system's ideals, desires for health and prosperity. And so we see now, even now, you know, every every state, every government, every local government, it, it all has laws. And there can be good laws and there could be bad laws. But we have to have a heart to say, you know what? Even if this is the way that we've been doing it for so long, is there a way that we could be doing it better in a way that will reflect less of broken systems, but better of healthy systems. And, and, and the Bible is very clear when it comes to people of authority, that we have to honor those that are in authority. But at the same time, we have to also reflect the heart of our God, even if that goes against the heart of authority or the heart of the enemy. We have to ask ourselves, with how I'm living my life, does it reflect a good system or a broken system? But this all leads to this last part of system. All systems pump into a vehicle that is called culture. So I have two things if you're watching right now. I have two things that I'm going to hold up. The first thing is this. You can hear it, a little ASMR for those that are listening. This is a peppermint. This is a peppermint. It has, it, has a, it has a name. It's, it's a peppermint. You know what a peppermint is when you look at it. But in reality, all that a peppermint is is kind of sugar. Sugar and flavoring. Sugar and peppermint flavoring. But this is a peppermint. The other thing I want to hold up is, is a pill. With, with, with having COVID right now, I have to take a lot of pills. I take a lot of vitamins, a lot of, a lot of supplements, a lot of zinc. Uh, potassium, different things that I have to take in order to stay healthy, right? But there's things 
the pills. Yes, this is a pill, but there's things inside of this pill that hold the true content. The culture is this, the vehicle that a system travels to people's behavior, norms, knowledge, beliefs, arts, laws, customs, capabilities, and habits. So what I wanna say is this, is that as, as people, and especially as followers of Christ, if you're listening or watching this as a follower of Christ, we have to identify what is within our culture that is of broken systems. We have to know his word enough for us to know, okay, Lord, what, what do you want my behavior to be? What do you want my norms to be? What do you want, what, what is the knowledge that I need to have in order to live the life that you've called me to live? Lord, what are the belief systems that I need to have? What are, what are the beliefs that, that, that honor and glorify you? What is the art that I need to not only create, but support that reflects a, a beautiful and a good and noble system? What are the laws? that need to be in place in order to ensure good and healthy systems that reflect your goodness and your glory? What are the customs that I need to have? What are some bad customs that I have that, that I need to throw out? Things that I've been doing just because I, you know, for the sake of doing it or because everybody around me is doing, but in reality, it's not good systems. It's, it needs to be thrown out, it needs to be identified. What are the capa capabilities? What are the capabilities of me? Lord, show me my worth. Show me my value. Show me what I can do and what I shouldn't do. And also habits. Lord, what are the things that I've been doing for so long that I've been making excuses for that may not reflect your good and noble and true and trustworthy and pure system? And so it all leads me to the very end of this. There's, there's a passage that I want to read as we close within this. This is, this is the passage I want to read. It's 2 Peter 1 three through seven. And in this, I, I feel like Peter does a really good job of pointing out the solution. Okay, how do we have a proper system? How do we have a proper system? And this is what he says. This is Second Peter 1, three through seven. He says this, verse three, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So the first thing, the first thing in order for us to have a healthy system, we have to come to Christ on his terms. In order for us to know God, we have to know Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So when we know Jesus, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, our maker that we can't see. We know him through the person and through the life and the, and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So we come to Jesus on his terms. Like Peter said, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him. And so I want to say this. It's not enough just to know about Jesus. We have to know Jesus. And you might be saying, well, how do I know Jesus? He's not here. But what we have to realize is that if our God if Jesus is who he said he is, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Then we have to remember that the Bible says that he is not dead, but he is alive. And that he is ready and willing to save anyone who asks. And so when we call out the name of Jesus, that is, there is power that can happen. When we cry out in our hearts, we say, Jesus, forgive me. I want to live the life you call me to live. The Bible says that we are born again. And now all of this is only possible through faith. So in Hebrews 11, verse six, it says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And Jesus also says, look, unless you come to me like a little child, you'll never know me. So if you're saying, how do I come to Jesus on his terms? Come to him like a child. Verse four, 
And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Did you all get that word corruption? Corruption, broken systems, ding, ding, ding. In order for us to escape broken systems from our own broken desires, we have to know his promises. And the way that we know the promises of our creator, savior, sustainer is by knowing his word. When we know his words, we are able to allow that word to be the foundation of our lives and no longer the broken desires. And so when we live this life that God has given us to live, we should live as a reflection, not of the broken systems of our corrupt desires anymore, but we should live in a reflection of the promises of God, the promises of God, of his word. I cannot say that I am a follower of Jesus and hate my neighbor. The Bible makes that very clear. If I hate my neighbor, if I, if I think less of my neighbor, if I look down on my, lab, my neighbor, that shows that there is something broken within my heart that somehow I've adopted broken systems and our God does not allow broken systems to be in his temple of our hearts that his spirit dwells in. No more, no more. Why? Because I have, I have surrendered authority over my life because no longer is it my life anymore, but Lord, it is yours. Lord, I want you to have your will and way in my life. So he's given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. I wanted to end with this. Verse five, all the way down to seven. This is what it says. In view of all of this, so heavy heart, everything that we said today in today's podcast, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance, patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Okay, it's not just enough to say, okay, Jesus, I know you're Lord. Lord, you can have my life, but it's saying respond now. So take the faith and allow there to be a moral excellence that comes from that faith. Also allow there to be a knowledge that comes from that faith. Also allow a self-control to come through that faith. Patient endurance, godliness, brotherly affection, love. So we first come to Jesus on his terms. We know his promises. We have to know his word in order for us not to repeat broken systems. And third, we have to respond. We have to live our life as a response to what the Lord has done for us. So many of us get hurt by people who claim Christ, but what we really are hurt by is that they are not responding in the way that Christ is. And we have to be honest that each and every one of us, we are broken. There are days that I don't respond the way that I should respond. But that's where this one word comes in. Humility, humility, humility. We as people, no matter what you believe, no matter your ethnicity, no matter who you are, we have to have a humble heart to be able to look at our brothers and sisters and say, look, I'm sorry. Lord, will you, will you show me my blind spots? Because I don't want to repeat. I don't want to repeat broken systems that don't truly respond to who Christ really is. So all that to say, all of this heavy heart, again, I don't have the answers and I don't want to add to the noise, but I do want to use my gifts to point towards the one who does have the answer and the one that can pierce through all of the noise with a silence that p- produces a peace and a heart change, and a humility. May we as people have a humble heart, 
enough to say, look, Jesus, we need you and help us. Help us listen to those that are hurting. Just like this story I shared at the very beginning, through everything that we're going through as a nation, I pray that this leads to the revival that we have been praying for. And even though it's very difficult right now, I'll tell you what, there is beauty in this chaos. And I've seen little glimmers of it. And I pray that you do too. I've seen white neighborhoods come to the black people in their community and meet underneath. And literally, I'm telling you, like, this is like like video. I've seen this. And right now, I, you know, bump it. I'm going to put a video of it right now on this podcast. But I've seen white community come against black neighbors and apologize and repent and say, I'm sorry and pray that the Lord will bring a healing. And it's beautiful. I've seen police chiefs step out of the comfort of their authority and to come down low and to kneel and to say, look, we are with you. To George Floyd was wrong. It was a crime. The officers that were involved need to go to prison for justice for George Floyd and the entire African-American community. We're with you. And then this. Without explanation, some officers took off their helmets, put down their batons, as protesters reached across an invisible divide, advancing to hug them and shake hands. The moment of shared peace continued, with these two officers joining the protesters, walking and sharing words, and an arm around a shoulder. We want justice too, and we want to do better. There is glimmers of color in this chaos. Heavy heart, don't give in to the darkness. Don't. But may we have a a broken heart to say, Lord, shine a light. Shine a light on me, Lord. Let the shadow prove the sunshine. I want to know your light more. I don't want to repeat the broken systems anymore. And that comes by coming to you on your terms, Jesus. It comes by knowing your promises. It comes by responding. So heavy heart, I know, I know all of this is so much, but seriously, guys, if we can get this, if I can get this, Lord, forgive me, forgive me for my arrogance, my racism, my prejudice. I am no better. I am no better than that police officer that kneeled on that man and killed him and murdered him. I'm no better than the people that shot him, Ahmaud Aubrey. I'm no better. But may we have the courage to say we are no better. We are all dead in our sins apart from Christ. So Jesus, we need you. So Lord God, right now, as I'm praying, as I'm, I'm, as I'm, I'm using the words that you've given me, Lord, I know that there's no words that can fully capture your heart, but we know that your word is the, the, the written revelation of you. And so Lord, we come to your word in humility. Lord, help us know you, but not only know you, but make you known through our actions and through our response. Jesus, I pray for the churches right now. Lord, I pray that the churches truly are churches. I pray for those that are followers of you, Jesus. Lord, please help us be humble. Help us listen. Help us reflect you. Help us be slow to speak and quick to listen. Help us have a broken heart over what breaks yours, God. Start with me. Do a work and revival within me. I don't give a freak if I have COVID, God. It's not about that. God, you can do a work and wonder in our heart way beyond anything that we struggle with or anything that we go through. Lord, you can do a revival through riots. Just capture our hearts, God. Please help us not resort to violence. Jesus, when you were on the cross, you didn't say, Father, forgive the whites, forgive the blacks. It's their fault. 
You didn't say forgive the Chinese. Don't you didn't say forgive the liberals, forgive the conservatives. You said forgive them, for they don't know what they do. Lord, we are in this together. So Lord, forgive us. Help us not point fingers. Help us know your heart, God. The heart of unity, not the heart of, of stealing, killing, and destroying and isolation. Lord, we don't want that. Help us listen. Help us learn. Help there be revival. Help there be broken heart. Let there be a joy and a peace that comes through you, Jesus. Give me wisdom as a person to be able to be your hands and feet during this time, to be your ears, to be your voice. Help us as people as well, Lord. And Lord, for those that are going through personal things that go even beyond what we are going through as a nation, Lord, be with them. Draw near to them. Give them an overwhelming sense of your presence and your peace. Overwhelm them with your love, with your joy, with your, with your, with your freedom. God, let them know that their life has value and worth. No matter what has been said over them, no matter what has been done. Lord, make them whole again. Them whole again make us whole again we need you jesus and we don't subscribe to a label but we subscribe to a person jesus in your name we pray and we surrender amen 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 guys i know that was a lot but you are so loved i i, I heard this i'm i end with this i i heard this yesterday the international house of prayer um they have 24 7 worship and prayer um, they, they've been doing that. I don't know how long they've been doing. It. I think this since the eighties or something, but it's in Kansas city. I was listening to them yesterday and just praying. And there was a spontaneous worship moment, uh, which just means that it wasn't planned. It wasn't lyrics that was written out or anything, but they're, they're worshiping and they say, okay, just like the eyes and the, the eyes that are in heaven and in the book of revelation that, um, it, when God's on the throne, there's, um, just these creatures and they have eyes and it says that they never blink but they are constantly just gazing at the one that's on the throne. Um, and, and it's saying just like the eyes in heaven that never, that never, uh, that, that never blink or never move away, but they're all focused on one person and one thing, and that's Jesus. And, and the song was saying, may we have hearts and a life that is focused on Jesus the exact same way and that we don't blink, we don't look away from him. We don't start to give in to our selfish desires and our broken systems. And so may that be our heart today, guys. In the broken hearts and broken systems, there is a God that makes things whole and heals. And so heavy heart, rest easy. Again, you are loved. I pray that this meets you no matter where you're at. And uh, continue to pray for me as I'm healing from this virus. I'm doing a little better. Um, but again, our God is faithful. <laughs> our life is a vapor, guys. But may we use it just like we read in that passage in Peter. Uh, may we use every gift that God's given us in order to point to the one who does have the answers. All right, heavy heart. Oh, real quick, go support uh, Caleb McCoy. Um, listen to his albums, download his albums, uh, write him on Instagram. Uh, he responds, uh, write him and say, hey, look, I heard I heard um, the song on the uh, Color and Chaos podcast. And, uh, and uh, thank you. Thank you for using your gifts. All right. God bless you. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See you.